What lies over the edges, in the shadow, of what you know and see? Driving down a dark southern highway, you pass signs bearing the names of each small town, just beyond the pines, lining the long river of asphalt. You squint to see the road inside your headlights, in wonder what you might discover if you pulled off onto the next country road. This is Strange South. Welcome to the Strange South. This episode is filled with spooky and strange stories contributed by our listeners. We can't thank you enough. Here are some of our favorites, and we can't wait to hear more. Enjoy. The first one's coming from Ashley from Greenville, South Carolina. She writes, I'm writing this after a couple of mimosas, so bear with me. Thunder only happens when it's raining. It's a line for one of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs. Yet it isn't always true. I was maybe nine years old when I first learned about seances from a movie my brother and I would watch. One day, out of curiosity, we attempted one of our own just to see what would happen. We had a friend over at the time and she agreed to it. We closed all the doors and sat in the dark hallway. Sitting in a circle, we arranged our hands per seance protocol, you know, the palm-to-palm thing. Then we discussed who we'd try to contact. I suggested my twin sister, who was stillborn. So my brother started by saying her name. If you can hear us, send us a sign. The second after, I shit you not, we heard a single clash of thunder, loud thunder, as if there were a storm outside. Scared shitless, we turned on all the lights and ran out into the living room. I looked out to the window and saw a beautiful day. There was not a cloud in the sky. I still get goosebumps thinking of that. Thanks so much, Ashley, for your submission. It gives us goosebumps, too. Yes, it does. Thank you. This story is from a listener in Greenville, South Carolina. Her name is Blair. Blair writes to us. I think this story is better when spoken than written down, but here it is. I hope you enjoy it. My great-grandmother, Ursula Lee Kirk, was born in October 1912. She was a strong-willed and at times stubborn woman. But I have always felt a really strong connection with her. She was known for being particular about nearly everything in her life. Her clothes, what she ate, she had an opinion about everything. She lived at a lake cabin with my great-grandfather for years, and she kept the house after he passed and lived there until she couldn't be alone anymore. The house had large windows on the front and a really wide porch that she loved to sit on and watch birds. But there was always a big tree that she said blocked her view of the lake. For years she wanted to have that tree cut down to give her an unobstructed view of the lake, but it didn't happen before she moved out of the cabin and then... She eventually passed away. We kept the house and used it for weekend getaways or family gatherings, 
and it's just a nice reminder of her and my child memories visiting her there. One weekend, though, my parents stayed out there, just the two of them, for a little peace and quiet. My mom was standing at the kitchen sink, and she said out of the corner of her eye she saw someone standing behind her wearing dark blue jeans. She called for my dad to ask him if he had just been in the kitchen, and he said that he hadn't. My great-grandmother loved a particular style of dark denim jeans, the kind older ladies buy at Belk with elastic in the waist, and my mom felt that she must have seen my great-grandmother. My mom went about her day, and my parents went to bed, not thinking much about what had happened. When my mom woke up the next morning and looked outside, the tree that blocked the view of the lake, the one my great-grandmother always wanted to come down, it had fallen during the night without a sound. There had been no storm, no wind, no reason for the strong, healthy tree to fall. My family really believes that my great-grandmother was making sure she got what she always wanted, a clear view to the lake. You're listening to the Strange South Podcast. And this submission comes to us from Brandy, who is also in Greenville, South Carolina. Brandy writes, I have had a lot of experiences. Here are a few. When I was in high school, I was doing my homework at home, sitting in the dining room with my back to the window. I was focused and working hard, and out of nowhere, something started scratching my back. And by scratching, I mean clawing, and I yelled at my sister to stop. When I looked up, my sister was across the room from me, looking at me like I was insane. She lifted up my shirt, and I had marks all over my back. I would often hear my oldest sister yelling my name at night, late. She lives 15 minutes away. I saw shadows walking up and down the hall. Once when I was younger and had gotten into a fight with my parents, I ran to my room and was sitting against the door crying my eyes out and felt a sympathetic hand on my shoulder. I think it was my late grandmother. There have been a few times late at night when I would be in bed that I was suddenly paralyzed and had two dark figures lingering over me, and in between them floating cupped hands begging for something. I wasn't able to move or scream or blink. Once when I was younger, my sister was having problems with her math homework and was getting fed up and I gave her the answer easily. Why? Because I saw a white figure with a solution above her head. Anytime growing up that my mom and my oldest sister would get into a fight, strange things would start happening suddenly. Doors opening and closing, an influx of shadows down the hall, lights turning on, the television or radio turning on, etc. Those are just a few things. This is a story from Mary Frances in Greenville. Mary Frances writes, In college, a bunch of my friends and I went to a dance on Halloween. 
Now, I went to a very small college in a town that was in the middle of nowhere. Our college town didn't even have a stoplight. It was that small. To get to the dance, we traveled on winding country roads, passing fields and farms. We went to the dance, had a great time, and were making our way back to our dorms late at night. It was around midnight, somewhere on Highway 25, that we first saw the ghost. He was walking along the side of the road, gray and blurry, but glowing with a dim, otherworldly light. He looked like he was a soldier, dressed in a Civil War uniform. Our car passed so close to him, we could have touched him. The hair stood up on the back of our necks, and we weren't quite sure if we'd seen him or not. It happened so fast. Then several miles down the highway, we saw him again. That same gray soldier traveling along. You're listening to the Strange South Podcast. Our next listener submission comes from Deneen via email. I've had two out-of-body experiences ever. I used to have a friend who seemed to have them so regularly that she thought it was something everyone did all the time. It was just part of how she experienced life. She said she used to walk down the hall at school beside herself. She thought everyone did that. Not me, just twice. One of them more exciting than the other, so I'll share that one. When I was little, my family had an above-ground swimming pool in the backyard. My parents usually took the ladder off to keep us from going in unattended, but on this day we had been swimming earlier and were likely to go back in soon, so the ladder was never removed. I went in wearing only one floaty. I couldn't swim yet. I pushed off from the ladder trying to glide to the side of the pool, and I totally missed and went under. Trigger warning for anyone who's ever had a close experience with this. Drowning was peaceful and beautiful. I remember staring up through the water at the sun. The water made all these great, faraway, sloshy noises, and the sun scattered and came back together again and scattered and came back together again. I felt scared when I missed the sight of the pool, but I didn't feel scared under the water. All my muscles relaxed. I felt cool and removed from reality. I could have sat there floating under the water for hours staring up at the sky. Then I wasn't in the pool anymore. I was standing outside my back bedroom window watching my mom and dad, just standing there with my feet in the grass watching the backyard. Just then, I see my dad take off running toward the pool and hop clear over the side in one swing of his body. Then I was back in my body in the pool and I was pissed. I couldn't explain at all to my dad why I was so stinking mad. He'd interrupted the whole groovy trip I was on and I had been thoroughly peaceful and comfortable until he pulled me out. Then I felt awful and mad. 
I stomped off into the house, leaving my parents befuddled, and got my blankie, drug my blankie to the kitchen, laid down on the cool, hard linoleum, and fell asleep for an hour. My dad never once explained to me that he'd jumped over the side of the pool, or how he did it, or where he was standing when he noticed I was no longer running around near them. He didn't have to tell me. I saw him do it. I saw him clear the side of the pool in a single bound, putting one hand down on the edge as he went over. I recounted the whole thing for him and told him I saw him do it. If I had stayed in the pool looking up through the water, I wouldn't have seen my dad jump over. I would have only seen a huge splashing and sloshing of water and some peach-colored arms reaching down for me. I didn't see any of that. I was in the backyard when that happened. It was weird, and I wish it would happen again. Not the drowning, just the sense of removal from everything. Also, while I don't think most of the dying process will be peaceful, I do think those final moments will be like a switch. I hope endorphins run clear through my veins, and that suddenly the world seems like a pretty groovy place. Thanks so much for your submission. Really enjoyed it. That wraps us up for the day. I think so. Stay strange. If you have a strange story you'd like to contribute, we want to hear it. You can email us at thestrangesouth at gmail.com or on Instagram at strangesouth. Creepy Tunes provided by Randall Rainey. <laughs>